whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hey. (laughs) Welcome back. Here we are. It is, once again, a Friday night for us. Saturday morning and beyond for you. Tim's watching a movie with all the kids. How many kids do we have again? A lot. Fifteen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. It's all fifteen. No, fourteen. fourteen. Paxton sleeping. Yeah. But we've had an eventful, not really, week. We've had an, a week. We've had weird. It's been a stomach flu kind of week for Month. my family. Yeah, it's been a strange stomach bug has been making its way through. But if I had to pick out of all the stomach bugs, this would definitely be the type of stomach bug I would choose. It is the type you want. It's just you would want this type in the like, okay, there's like the type. That, when she says the type that she wants, she means it's like. A kid throws up one time and then is better or just says their stomach hurt and then is better or it hasn't been very bad. It was probably the worst for me, but it still didn't last long. Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it still never lasts long. It's definitely a 24-hour bug. Yes. But, like, less than 24 hours. Like, by 24 hours, you're really pretty much feeling, like, normal, better. But it's not the kind you like because it has a really long incubation period. Mm-hmm. So a kid can get sick and then days go by. No Sometimes one Sometimes like nine sick. or ten days go by yep. and no one gets sick. And you sick. think everyone's totally fine. And you think, oh, I'm just nobody else got it. And then somebody else gets it and you think, really? And... So it's really not that bad because it doesn't interrupt life a ton, except once the next person gets it, it reopens up all of the Mm -hmm. feelings of watching all of your children like they're about to puke everywhere at all moments. And Do you guys have puke anxiety of like when you think when a stomach bug is going around or something, it's like extra anxiety alert of like wanting to just be on to catch vomit at any moment. I feel like that, but I also have just puke anxiety, like phobia anxiety as well. Yeah. Where sympathy sickness is what I call it a lot, Mm -hmm. where... You feel nauseous. Even like having this conversation, if it was like right before dinner, I'd probably be like, never mind. I'm not going to eat dinner anymore. (laughs) It does help when it's been like more around for a while. I get, I feel like I get more used to it. Mm-hmm. After I've already had it, I usually it's better than it is if I haven't had it yet because then I don't wonder as much if when I feel off 
from talking about mm-hmm. it if I'm like actually getting sick or not because I'm like, well, we're already sick, so. But when I don't know if yeah. I'm going to be or not, then talking about it makes me, I feel like, or taking care of my kids or anything, I feel like I'm in a constant state of like, ugh, just feeling gross and not wanting to eat. And This is something that having large family definitely... And not just large family, but large family plus two other large families. Right. It adds like a whole... It's like large family on steroids. Mm-hmm. That just feels like... Because we've all always been exposed to the other families when right. somebody gets sick. It's so even if, like, like no a, one's throwing up in my house... Like, today, my mom asked to come over. She's like, is anyone sick? And I'm like, well, no. No one has thrown up in my house in a week. Right. But... Which, with this bug, still doesn't even... Right, I know. Every Saturday, you've had somebody throwing up, so... But then, no other days of the week. Only on Saturdays. So, except Grayson, who did the double whammy at the... She did. She started it off, though. Yes, she did. But that was weird, even. Yeah. Because that was, like, a Wednesday night, and then a Saturday... Morning. Like... Basically, I guess she didn't eat much Thursday, but Friday, she She basically was, like, totally normal. Which just yep. made it even more anyway. confusing. So that's just been our... This Good was thing we take be... five minutes to explain <laughs> stomach flu. Well, this was supposed to be my week to get back. To life. Yes. And then we realized, oh, but I made a bunch of doctor's appointments for this week. Mm-hmm. And it was ones, like, I made well visits for my kids just to make sure they still have a doctor who will see, <laughs> see them, them if you ever need them to don't take them to the doctor very often um but we had to split it up into two days because they wouldn't see nine kids at once why <laughs> <laughs> so we only did four kids one day and only five the other day but it was gonna take the whole morning yeah it's not like a quick little appointment and so, once I realized that days were being taken up that way, I kind of said, well, we'll wait till next week. But then once I woke up first in my family with the stomach flu Monday morning, had it all Monday, and then Deke had it Wednesday. But, I mean, it's kind of one of those weird things because it's like he had it all day Wednesday. Technically, we treated him that way, but... He really... Only threw up one time in the morning. Right. And then we were just watching him and on guard the whole rest of the day. So, it just set... I just... I don't know what I was thinking when I thought that I would get back to a normal... I'll probably never get back into any sort of normal groove. I think you will. You'll just figure out what that new groove is. I think part of the disappointment... Is that there are things... I had, like, my groove going before I got pregnant. Then we kind of fell out of it for a while. And then I feel like we got back into it. And then, like, you know, the whole second trimester, like... Mm -hmm. Where you're like, yeah. Yep. I'm still doing great. And then hit third trimester. And I was like, and the holidays. And put a big old halt to everything. Yeah. And... 
So if I was just simply trying to pick back up where I left off there, I think it would be easier. And somewhat that's what I'm trying to do. But I'm also kind of feeling like my kids are old enough that they need to be doing... I want to train them to do the chores that we have them do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the kids who clean the kitchen up after meals can do more than just get the plates to the sink now. Yeah. When, when you're, like, 10, 11, 12, like, you can actually rinse dishes and put them in the dishwasher when you're that age. Right. I don't feel like that's necessarily a great expectation to have of kids when they're little. I mean, mm-hmm. some people still do. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, those types of things. Wiping counters down so yeah. that... Because right now, I feel like it's their chore to do. But to you still have to come back behind them and And everything's still it. kind of a mess. And yeah, and they're only t- it only takes them like 30 seconds to do their chore because right. it's an easy enough chore that it's yeah. not really... Mm-hmm. So it was helpful when we first implemented it and they were littler... Yeah. It was, like, uh-huh. what they were capable of. So, And then helping with meals. I know my kids want to learn to help with meals and are eager to help when I allow for that. But usually it feels like we're rushing and trying to get yeah. stuff done. And I'm like, oh, I don't have time to teach you how to do that right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm feeling really like I need to be taking the time it's one of those things where it's like you know there's gonna be reward at the end of it yep mm-hmm. but it feels like trying to figure out how it's all gonna work until then yeah i feel and swim team starting oh yeah which also as soon as when you said that it, i for some reason thought it was gonna start in april but when you said oh. it started march 24th i'm also like that feels like i'll do Mm-hmm. Like one or two weeks of something, and then it's like a new thing to just start planning it in now. As far as like, don't schedule anything super important during that time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've been going back and forth because my kids have been asking a lot about, often about like chores they can do to earn money. My kids never really have opportunities to get money. Right. Like, some kids get, like, money for birthdays or, like, earn money in different yeah. ways. My, my kids... Some kids, meaning my kids, who I feel like... Your kids are always rolling in the dough. Well, my parents pretty much have just decided a long time ago... Yeah. ...that they were going to give birthday money and Christmas money. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, their presents. Right. Which actually works out well for everyone. Mm-hmm. Because... My mom's not feeling like this pressure to try to figure yeah. out what to buy kids I, all the time, and that'd be great. But I know so it's not the case. And your kids' dogs sit. Your kids do other things yes. where they can get money. Yeah. And my kids have been like asking for mm-hmm. things and like wanting to save for things. I'm like, oh, you have to save your money. And they're like, but we don't. We get like a dollar a year. Like we don't. <laughs> how do you want me to like? <sighs> so Tim's been wanting to try to figure out how we can work on this and it's been yeah. kind of an issue of us talking about because I'm like well they're not even 
we call them tasks, like the chores they do on a daily basis, the responsibilities they have to contribute to the family. I'm like, well, those aren't even always done perfectly, so I'm not going to be, like, eager to be like, and now I will pay you to do this. (laughs) Right. But... I, I think we did come up with a solution that we're going to try out very much in a trial phase of, because I talked last week a little bit about how I made up our new schedule of like planning out our days and, but how it didn't include any cleaning in that we were right. going to like have our Saturdays be like our day yeah. to clean, assuming we don't have some other major thing, which most Saturdays do have something. But so I had suggested to Tim that we make, that we like list out option, like tons of chores that we would want to get done on a Saturday. Maybe not every Saturday, but, and list out like what it is and then like what our expectations are for it. And then like how much we would pay for it. And then like, I was gonna gonna today do this, but I never did, but write them all on like note cards Mm -hmm. and then like tape them up on our dry erase board and let them like on Saturday pick. And if they don't want to do any of them, then Tim, that's just what Tim and I need to do that week. Right. And that's fine. Or, but we're, I don't know. The, the funny part about it is I'm like a major cheapskate in like paying my kids for chores. And Tim is the opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. Like. Yes. Like. Way opposite. Awkwardly so. Yes. So I'm like, we need to really talk this out and know. Because You're like, clean the whole bathroom, top to bottom, 25 cents. And he's like. Yeah, I think that's a $12 job. And you're like, yep. they're not a cleaning service. Yes. <laughs> they're right. like one day, a five-year-old. One time we had him clean the, or wipe, like magic erase the walls. Mm-hmm. And I think in his head that sounded like a bigger job than it really was. Mm-hmm. And I think he paid them like $10. Each? Mm, I don't know. Oh. Maybe they split it. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I mean, but it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing if you're doing it like very occasionally and you're just actually wanting to like bless your children and give them some spending right money. but the problem is that i feel like it sets my, expectations yes and my kids they need to know what it takes to earn money and that like i would not pay anyone else more than this to do this and so anyway well, or even that much when they're yeah we still have to talk out the details of the final dollar of how much we'll get for each like tour. chip is the cheapskate in our family, and I'm the, I don't feel like I'm over the top, but especially, it's like a picking weeds chore is what has always gotten my, our kids, like, a chore that earns mm-hmm. money. And he's like, oh, the little weeds are one penny. <laughs> oh, that's a medium weed. It's five pennies. Oh. oh, that really big one. You got a dime for that one. And I'm like... What in the world? Like, can't they at least get, like, five cents for the small one, ten cents for the... He's like, no. So, our kids would come with these, like, huge things of weeds, and he'd be like, you get 83 cents. Oh. (laughs) Just feels so sad. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, we'll see how it goes, and we'll see if it ends up feeling like we don't have to hire a cleaning person. (laughs) We can just train our kids... That's the problem how to is do you have to things. really help them with the, setting the expectations. Yes. and then. That's why we were going to have this first week be our training week mm-hmm. where we're not going to do any of it, but that will very clearly them. show them yeah. exactly what we want done. And 
if if we have to go in and like correct anything, then we'll just dock money off of the like one dollar that they got for the chore. <laughs> I feel like on the training week you shouldn't dock money. No, no, not on the training okay. week. No, <laughs> you were still. Training, no, I, just I thought you were after... still explaining this week, and I'm like, that is a little harsh. No, like... After this week of yes. where we clearly yes. lay out the expectation, yes. and then yeah. if next Saturday we do it again, then maybe you'd have like a little bit of grace. Maybe. And then the third one is what you were going to say, right? We'll see how I feel. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. That'll be... We'll try it out. See what happens. Hopefully, it goes well and they learn how to deep clean my bathrooms. Yeah. I, uh, I want to start implementing Saturday cleaning day, too. But my kids won't get paid for those chores, but... They're fine with doing things if I'm organized enough to yeah. tell them what to do. Yeah. But usually... You're just kind of like, running around. They're like, how can I help, Mom? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. We need to do all these things. And they're like, well, what things can we do? And yeah. I'm like, go through that stack of mail. You know, I can't, like, hand over certain things. Right. Like and that's that. where I think we're talking about the importance of training them how to do things correctly. So that when we say, go clean the bathroom, we're they know like, what that means. Yes. And, and it's very clearly, like, laid out for them. I Yes. Especially my, my boys need it to be, like, steps. Like. Yes. Like, yes. look at this. Like, yes. is it there? Like, yeah. That's why that on the cards I was going to write out, like, clean the bathroom and then have it be like, Windex the mirror. Right. Clorox wipe the toilet. Right. Like, put the toilet cleaner in the bowl and scrub it. Like, yes. be like line exactly. items that they can very clearly, like. Oh, my baby. Your baby's waking up. You know, my Put this. Did we learn how to pause this? I think so. Okay. Yep, well, hold on. It. And we're back with... Did that work? Two more members of the podcasting team. My two little guys. Deaky and Pax joining us for a recording sesh. Dietrich's a little bit rough because I didn't have him nap today. He's right at that. He's not at the, like, he's done taking nap stage at all. But he's at the... He could not take a nap. Some days. Yeah. Not every day. I know for sure he couldn't skip a nap every day, but he can some days. And some days when he takes too long of naps, then he doesn't want to go to bed and just gets. Yeah. So I got busy. There's just like a window of time that when you get past it, mm-hmm. if you haven't put him down, it's like, I just maybe should just keep him Yeah. Up. But now he should probably just go to bed. But here we are instead. You gonna have your pouch? Yeah. Applesauce pouch. Yeah. Well, we were talking about. I don't know. <laughs> we're not sure. Oh, chores and like. Oh yes, yes, yes. What we have. So we both, to clarify for people who don't know, have chores or tasks or responsibilities that all of our kids who are of age do. To contribute to the family that they don't get paid or have an allowance for, right? Your kids don't get an allowance either, no, right? Okay. They don't. They, and that's just yes. like 
contributing um, to family responsibilities. Yes, I've heard people call them family contributions. Oh, okay. So, we have that, um, but we're trying to think of ways beyond that um, to help our kids save up for some things, so. Yeah. Do you think that your kids will be the type of kids who will be able to save up for things? My kids are not... I have one that's good at saving and and the others just want to spend their money. And But I feel like part of it is my fault because it feels like once they hit a threshold or where they have enough that's even worth spending anything on, they want to spend their money and we because we rarely let them spend their money. They can't just spend their money whenever they want. Like, it has to be, like, right. an approved... And it's a very rare time, mm-hmm. maybe once a year, only because they never have money. Right. But, so I'm curious if they start getting more money and, like, actually realizing if they save more than $10 what that could get them. I think that they just don't have... I was going to say, do you think you will, like, let them spend it sooner than that? Or do you think because you also know that they're getting more money that you'll have, like, a... You get 20 stars, and once you get 20 stars, you get a $20 bill or something to make make. I don't know. And I don't know what kind of, like, boundaries to put... It um, always is kind of a problem when you do, when they do have money, too, because... Right. Yes. You probably struggle with, like, what... It's, like, what boundaries do you put on, like, how often do you let them buy something and... And what you let them buy. And the other problem is, as soon as one person uh-huh. buys it, then... Then everybody else wants to buy these things. Yes. Whether it's... Hey. It's okay. I didn't even do it. <laughs> In case anyone's wondering if if uh, this almost cry turns into a harder cry by my two-year-old, it's because I was about to open his applesauce pouch for him. She didn't do it, buddy. I didn't she refrained. So I thought that maybe if I helped you with it, you would want to eat it. No? It's a rough life when you're two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Chip has, like, a rule that usually, it's not a set-in-stone rule, but typically he doesn't let them spend more than half of their money. Okay. On, because a lot of times, my boys especially want Lego sets that can easily be 30 or 40 mm-hmm. or $50. So they would have to have $100 if they want to buy a $50 Lego set? And it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's like... Do you guys have, like, where they have to save a certain amount or that they have to give a certain amount? Or do you guys do any sort of, like... I know some people have done, like, the envelope system no. with their kids of, like, you're going to give your 10% and then save this percent. Like, do you no, do any sort of... No, we've talked to them about how, especially if they earn money, that they should consider giving... Mm-hmm. Um, and that if they get money as gifts, that they should consider, like, giving, but mm-hmm. that it's not, we don't make it a rule that they have to, and, but most of them do, like, on a pretty regular basis, they 
will ask if they can bring some of their money to church and give it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna open it and then I'm gonna close it and then you can do it. Okay, there you go. Now you can get it. You just want me to open it for you? <laughs> You want me to not do it? Okay. I'm sorry, bud. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> um, what were you thinking about in the shower talk, to talk about? Oh, that's anything? like a whole can well, of worms to. Well, we have nothing else. Uh, open up. We got nothing. Can just be the intro to the can of worms. You I guess it's not it's not now. a can of worms. It's a <laughs> I haven't processed what I think or what I want to say about it yet. Ooh, and so I don't know that I feel feel even more want to intrigued. like do it on a podcast. Well <laughs> here we are and you're gonna make me do it. I think in when I was taking a shower this morning, I was trying to think... I was starting to get a jump start on us, our podcast tonight of thinking about what we want to talk about, which is a rarity because even though that's not a jump start for most people the day they record... Maybe that feels very <laughs> But I told Danny I was thinking about our podcast this morning in the shower and she's like, oh! Look at you! Planning ahead. <laughs> thinking about something hours before, before we're talking. <laughs> And I think I don't, I was wanting to discuss or start talking about, I did, I guess, this morning. She's like, I don't, I don't want to anymore. I don't now want to talk about it anymore, me. but um, about just the, like, shifts and emotional struggles that take place during the postpartum period or during the pregnancy because I feel like a lot of times people that can be like mm-hmm. not Shifty talked time. about of like just the, and just how we go about as Christians coping with and what we need to do to like deal with our emotions when they're feeling out of control as believers like mm-hmm. not just succumbing to like oh I I have anxiety or depression or postpartum depression or I have this and like absorbing that label as like this is who I am and this is my struggle and so I'm just gonna own it right but yet not ignoring the fact that there's something going on that is not right right or normal or okay okay right and I mean I think that this is a challenging topic whether you're talking about it in the postpartum time or pregnancy time or just Any. in life yeah. in general. And yes. I think there's a lot of different um, opinions about it. And I know that it's also hard because depending on how much you do struggle with it, you're probably going to have a different perspective on yeah. it than mm-hmm. someone who doesn't struggle with it mm-hmm. a lot and feels like, well, I kind of know what you're talking about, and when I'm struggling with that, I just do such and such, and it helps. And right, it's like, but what? About and there's also the different levels right. in that of like, I'm just feeling more weepy because I'm gonna start my period, 
or I'm like having major anxiety or major depression and like it can be hard to even like gauge that within right. among conversations with friends to even know like right what someone's struggling with and how deep that goes and so I like was thinking about how the last I don't know weeks <sighs> postpartum weeks for me this time three four probably were the ones that were the hardest really just the whole time up until four around four weeks and then I feel like the last week or two have been significantly better that today I was thinking like oh maybe I should we should talk about how like what that was like and like that struggle as like a looking back on that time Except but then today and then today surfaced and it felt like I was just back two weeks ago and it felt like that like anxious like I need everyone to stop talking and I need everyone to go away and like mm-hmm. that I'm like oh I'm not ready to talk about this yet because that was my one hour ago time <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not like opposed to talking about it right but I don't feel like it just feels like one of those things that there's no like solution as far as like you can't other than you need to go to Christ and like you yes. can't you can't just wallow in it and like own the label to a point that it just makes you dive deeper into it right and i think that that is hard has been hard for me because not that i want to own the label because this is also something that anytime i struggle with like emotions whether anxiety or whatever it's something i think I don't know exactly the reason, but it's something that I want to pretend like isn't happening because I get so frustrated with myself that I can't, that I'm not in control of my emotions. Like, I feel annoyed and frustrated that I'm like, can't just get it together and feel a normal amount of anything. That it's like extremes in how I feel. And so I'm never to one to like want to own that, that I feeling. want to pretend like I don't feel that way, right. but then that doesn't help either. You want to go out and get water? You know, right in the middle of an important, <laughs> deep conversation. You want another pouch? Yeah. We'll have another one when you go to bed. Okay. Do you want to go watch the movie with Arrow for a little while? No. Okay. So anyway. Yes. I think. So so you don't even like to acknowledge it to some degree because you want to pretend it's not happening. But then on the other hand, you also don't want to really be acknowledging it enough to pull to have it be to the yes. place where you need to be really focusing on and right and you kind of are okay with wanting to be where you are especially by the time you acknowledge it it's almost like right well yeah this is just where i'm at and yeah kind of don't care about anyone or anything anymore and i just care about where i'm at and yes yeah i think the breaking point this time for me not to say I still don't struggle with it, but around the four-week mark when it was, like, 
we're trying to get back into the swing of life. Tim's mom's leaving from being here to help, but it just felt like I can't do cope with life at all. Well, that particular day was also really special because that Kim left. Yeah. Well, there was multiple days in there, but yes. I know, but I mean, like, in the moments, like, leading up to her, like, actually leaving. Yes. It was like every single one of your children was also kind of a hot mess that mm-hmm. day. And that was, was that, that was when Grayson got sick, too? No, that was a week before she got sick. When Kim was here, still. Not when she left. Okay. What day did Kim leave? Wednesday. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a struggle, but it just feels like one of those things of, I don't, I don't know what to do to, like, get, to move, like, past that, but I do feel like having, talking about it is helpful, but it's also really hard to talk about it because you, you want to make sure that you're not just talking about it to a point that people like feel bad for you that then they like help you dive deeper into it right help you like justify those feelings to a point that you there's a level at least for me I can't speak for anyone else's emotional struggles but at least for me there's a level of like you need someone to speak hard things to you and point you back to, like, what you know is true, even though your emotions are saying something different. Mm-hmm. But then you also want people to understand. Right. And not just, like, be like, well, suck it up. Get over it. Even though I know this feels like your world's caving in on you, it's not. So, stop. Like, that's not helpful either. Right. But, you, but just finding that, like... I think the hard part is that sometimes you even, though, have people who are sympathetic and who are trying to be compassionate about it and who are pointing you who are not saying I think that I don't think the answer should ever be suck up and deal with it right because that's not what we believe Mm -hmm. as Christians it should be like you need to trust that trust Christ and go to him for each thing that you need Mm -hmm. and that if it's more important in this time to spend some time with him then getting muffins made for snack later like mm-hmm. you can probably figure out a different snack but it or whatever the case may be you know what I mean right. um, but usually if it's I think we're kind of similar usually you already have something in your mind of like I know that's the right answer but it this is why that doesn't work mm-hmm. like well no because I really need to make the muffins because my bananas are overripe and <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, like it's yeah. a they can be ridiculous reasons yes. and justifications mm-hmm. that aren't actually there. But it's like we already know who we need to go to, where we need to go to, and we're kind of like being Jonah and running away mm-hmm. from that and not wanting to do what we know we need to do. Yeah. And so when someone is calling us to it it is helpful, and I do feel like usually after that, mm-hmm. it's kind of that, like, accountability of, like, well, now I'm sleeping now. Mm-hmm. Um, I should take a picture. Um, 
but so the accountability can really help. Hi. There's our one picture. Take one over here so you can see how cute this little guy is. Got all tuckered out. Podcasting's hard work. It's true. So anyway, this is a really... No, I think that this is a good intro to it, though. Like, I think we don't need to, like, wrap it all up and... But I think it... I was just thinking... I was thinking today, not about what we were going to talk about, but about how we started this podcast really wanting to talk about birth and why we feel like the process of childbirth isn't um, respected in a in a fashion by our culture as being a process God created and mm-hmm. sustains. Yeah. Even if Christians give lip service to that because of just the medical establishment and the way that that all works, I don't feel like that has been created around the normal mm-hmm. physiological process of birth, but that's not to say that their interventions are never helpful yeah. or necessary yeah. or good, but they're used, they're so so overused and so mm-hmm. much of the time not used in a way that really helps encourage and facilitate normal things and instead just takes on a whole makes birth take on a whole different picture mm-hmm. that we we wanted to start this to be able to talk about that a lot and and that's still very much where I'm at but I also feel like in the last what a, just a little over a year I, it was interesting how it wasn't very long into starting it that we both got pregnant mm-hmm. and we've walked through whole pregnancies now yeah. giving birth we're in this postpartum time and we've walked alongside a lot of other friends and people in general watched their pregnancies and I feel like as I learn and grow and change you know I'm constantly processing all of this through different experiences through different information um and then also doing the podcast has, I think, put another layer of, another kind of lens over everything to be kind of analyzing mm-hmm. things through differently of, like, what what would I say about that? What do I think about that? Like, where that person is, how that situation was handled, like, and it's... You would want to hope that after a year, and this is never the case, but that after a year, maybe it would be, we've gotten more figured out, but I feel like with a lot of things like this in life, it feels like instead we have less figured out and it's even harder to know how to communicate certain things. But the thing that's frustrating about that for me is that it doesn't make me feel less sure that I think 
there's still this really important underlying thing in this area of life that's Mm -hmm. being lost that we need to be careful not to lose. Yeah. Like, that part hasn't changed. It's not like I'm, like, realizing, oh, I had swung way too far on the pendulum one way. And this actually doesn't matter at all. And I'm, like, coming back to a more stable place and realizing I was just a crazy birth person, and now I'm, like, Mm -hmm. coming down from that. Like, I don't feel like that at all. But I also, I do sympathize for the different places that women are at in walking through their own things that they've, that they're learning. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that there's only one right way to do things mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. But I do still feel like... I don't know. Like, I can see very much how how doing certain things affects the process and mm-hmm. affects things overall. And I don't know. So. Yeah. It definitely feels like the more you learn about these things, the more, I don't know. The more just lately, just how I feel like God's been really trying to humble me on, like, not having it all figured out and not... I mean, even things that God has convicted me on, which we've talked about in other episodes of, like, what I believe about having, like, surrendering my fertility to Him and letting Him decide how many kids we have and... Things like that that I feel strongly that God convicted me of and feel still feel like that is was a conviction from God and still feel like that's what he's asking me to do. But struggling at times, especially lately at times when you, you know that that's what God has convicted you of, but yet not wanting to do that at all. Like, that's what your emotions are telling you because it just feels like, well, I don't know how I'm ever going to do this. Like, I I feel like I can't even do this with this current setup with the amount of kids we have. Like, how could I ever do it with more? And that's where I feel like God is humbling me in the fact that, like, he's not asking me to just do do this. Like, he's not asking me to, like, pick myself up from the bootstraps and, like do all the things he's asking me to do. He is, like, there. And he is, like... He knows how much time we have. And he is willing to supply the grace we need at the times that we need it. Like, he's not going to give me the grace I need to have nine kids right now because I don't. I have... I almost said seven. I have six. (laughs) Um, So I just have to, like, we can't get ahead of ourselves in our anxious thoughts. Even when they feel very strong and very real and very suffocating at times, we have to, like, go back to what do we know is true. And we know that God's grace is sufficient and that his power is made perfect in our weakness. And that is something that we know to be true. And so it's just important to... Yes, we can feel how we feel. We can acknowledge how we feel. We can talk about how we feel. But we still have to, like, hold that up against Scripture and acknowledge that how we feel may not align with what God's Word says. And we have to be willing to 
we're continue to remind ourselves of what what we know to be true, even if our feelings don't align with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Got anything to add to that? Are we wrapping it that up with a bow? I mean, I don't feel like it's quite wrapped up with a bow, <laughs> but I don't think. I think there's nothing more to say, but uh, several episodes worth more to say. But on nothing all of, this. of which I feel like we're experts on in any way. No, but. I do think it kind of answers the question of when I was talking about what what had what I had been thinking about earlier with the podcast and with kind of going through the pregnancies and where I'm at. It, I was kind of thinking through the question like where do we, where are we going to keep going from here? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of felt like well we made it through a pregnancy we coming out the other side and like what do we really not to say we figured it out because that's the thing I feel like every time we feel like we have it a little bit less figured out but I mean just feels like this could get boring if we just talk about talking about the same things but I still feel like it's really important to talk about and if the more I'm exposed to birth and to people's stories and people's situations and people's decisions they're making and situations that I'm going through and you're going through. If the more I'm exposed to that, the less I have it figured out. It seems like talking about it, while it might not help people figure it out, the whole point isn't necessarily to figure it out, but it's to encourage people women especially ones who don't have who have questions or who are feeling like I just don't know that that was quite right or Mm -hmm. whatever to have another perspective to listen to to help think through questions and think of questions to even be asking and even just the encouragement that hopefully we can be on other women's journeys that might not take them even to the place where we think that it would take them, but through something we share or whatever, that it might just, God might use it as a tool to help them think through something that we say Mm -hmm. and have them make one different decision. I mean, even if it's like, I really think it's important now to delay cord clamping. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still totally want my epidural and I'm going to the hospital and I'm doing, but I can see how it makes sense because God didn't, create a woman's body with like a pair of scissors in her cord clamp and her cord clamp in her uh, under her I don't know where I'm trying to think we would pull scissors and cord <laughs> clamps out of but like that's when you just look in nature at anyone anywhere giving birth it's mm-hmm. like it, it it makes sense to not be equipped and ready to cut a cord in 30 seconds after 
at birth. So talking about that, I mean, that might be something that somebody's never even really given thought to. And mm-hmm. and I think we never know who will be listening to us and who we, like, people could recommend people listen to us, which feels like weird. Why would that happen? But and knowing that this will be around for... Ever. For forever. <laughs> it just is a reminder that, yeah, we might keep kind of repeating ourselves, but maybe it'll encourage people that we're not figuring it out when they feel like they're not figuring it out either. I don't know. Yeah. So that's what we got for you tonight on this. But just wait. Next week's episode 50 we're coming in strong you with guys, something big. Abby didn't even like. I didn't acknowledge. I did acknowledge when I typed in what the episode number was. I'm sure you to myself. I'm sure you did. That's what I'm saying. I'm proud of you. Next week. Well, I we might even start thinking about well. it now, a whole week in advance. What we're gonna talk about? Nifty, nifty. <laughs> it's like, what can we think of? That's we'll 50? just sing. Songs that have the word 50 50. in them. Or will we? Stay tuned to find out. (laughs) Hopefully that's a no. (laughs) Bye. Bye.